Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in today. I already have my guest here, but I'm going to keep doing the normal intro like he's not here. This is season 10. This is the last episode of this season series. Um, <laughs> this is going to be fun and a bit challenging. Um, this is a series where I talk to Whistler kids, and I'm a Whistler kid, and this person is a Whistler kid. Um, we have talked to a bunch of athletes, a bunch of amazing humans in this series, and I was so proud to have them on, as I am this person right next to me. So thank you so much for dropping in on episode 89. This is, I don't even know how to introduce this next person other than he is my big brother. I grew up with him telling me that um, I was told that I was adopted and found in a garbage can. And uh, we look a lot alike. If you're just listening to this um, on on uh, the podcast, we do look alike. So being adopted was not really a thing. He also told me that there were raccoons with rabies um, underneath the sidewalk grates. And uh, if I went through them, then I would get bitten and have rabies. And so I'm petrified of grates and I don't love raccoons. So that's brotherly, sisterly love. Honestly, my brother can be difficult at times, but he can also be the most caring human I know. He skis faster than anyone I know on the mountain, and I know so. He knows so many hidden secrets on the mountain that most people don't go with him because they think that there's such secret spots. His initials are P-A-N, and he is a little bit like Peter Pan. He likes to spend his time outdoors in the winter and in the summer. He's very talented in the artistic department, coming up with amazing designs and funny, wild ideas. I still try to keep up with him on the mountain when he lets me snowboard with him. This brother, son, friend, photographer, graphic designer, sign builder is the fastest skier I know on the mountain. I'm pleased to welcome my brother, Philip Nickel. Let me bring your microphone on. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so, in dropping in, I start with uh, 10 rapid fire questions. Are you ready? You've not seen these yet. Yeah, I know. I was wondering where they are. Yeah, they're right in front of me. But oh, you, you don't get to see them. Fair enough. Okay. Well, this one's kind of redundant, but where in the world are you today? Where in the world? Uh, sitting with you, doing podcasts, uh, Whistler. <laughs> Whistler's your home. Yeah, Whistler's my home. Then this I've been is my here for a while. <laughs> and this is my home. Yeah, I'm in your home in Whistler, <laughs> which is also my home, but not the same place. Not we the same we don't location. live in the same place. <laughs> Guys, this is going to be awesome. Okay. Okay, wait. No, don't look at those. I'm not going to look at any. Uh, number two of the rapid fire. Okay. Whistler or Blackcomb? Very difficult question. Is it? Well, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, go. Well, okay. So, Whistler. Whistler, fine. Whistler. That It's Whistler. That's the easy answer. Well, yeah. Okay, why is that a difficult question for you? Well, because I like to promote Blackcomb. So that people go, okay, copy that. <laughs> so so that it's, you a hard, keep, it's a hard one. You keep. Like I was thinking More about, snow on Blackcomb. I was thinking about putting a big like art installation up on Blackcomb this year in the burnt forest so that people would have to go and find it. And then it would be like this thing, and then they would go off into the burnt forest, and then they wouldn't be on Whistler anymore. They'd be finding this photo opportunity somewhere on Blackcomb. Get the gram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. So anyways, I, I like Blackcomb. I think it's great. It's there. It is there. How often do you go on Blackcomb? 
Uh, I go for the family half pipe jam. Thanks. And that's about it. <laughs> uh, they close Whistler. Whistler always closes early. So Blackcomb always stays. Blackcomb always stays open. So yeah. you have to go up Blackcomb. It's 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 a unfortunate reality. Okay. Okay. Next question. Whistler hangout when you were a kid. Oh, uh, outside the conference center there by the uh, where the old arcade used to be on the stairs. Oh, um, when was that one called? Was that Wonderland? No, 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 no. Yeah, that Wally's was... Wally's Wonderland or something like that. Yeah, and then and it that's was the where... Rainbow Theater, and then it was the whatever the arcade was. Okay, yeah. So Feet Banks um, talked about that as right. well. A lot of us have talked about the arcade. Arcades are not really a thing anymore. No. No, but they're coming back. Like Brockle Banks got all the pinball machines down in uh, Squamish now, so it's more like <laughs> even even farther back in time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was your hangout with when you were a kid. Now, right. And now where's your hangout? Oh, Alta, Alpha Lake, most probably. In the summer? Yeah, in the summer. What about the winter? Well, we got a little fort on the mountain, so we hang <laughs> out there. Let's not promote that, but you can... No, I'm not going to promote it, I but can... it's there. I... You know, and I it's did... on Blackcomb. I... It's, near the, it's near the art installation on Blackcomb. <laughs> and we got a barbecue and stuff. So that's the winter time we hang out. Like, we got a little A-frame. We hang out in the woods on top of a cliff and... Where no one can find you because it's a secret spot that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel like people can also find you at Dusty's. Well, yeah. Sometimes. There's, an, there's a possibility I might be sitting at the bar at Dusty's too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Number four. Are you a morning person or a night owl? I feel like I'm going to learn a lot more about you. Though. Well, you are. You are. Uh, I don't think I'm either. I don't think I'm a morning person or a night owl. Just a daytime doer. Yeah, it's like get up. There's plans. You go do them. You make it happen, and then you try and get a nap when you can. Eat when you can. I mean, you know. Okay. There's okay. activities. Okay. Number five. How do you start your day? Well, I have a big stretch in the morning. <laughs> I like that. And then, and then, and then I make coffee. Okay. And then I make my bed, and then I have a shower, and then I turn on the television, and I watch the news, and realize how horrible the world is out there. And I, then I decide that I'm going to take advantage of what we've got here. I know. <laughs> I I started reading the news like while I'm in bed, and I'm like, I don't think this is a good idea. It, <laughs> it, it is it's like, not well. I mean, it isn't. It isn't. It's right? like kind of a gnarly way to start your day. Sometimes it depends what news you're reading too. This is true, and which news outlets do you? listen to and watch or read who me yeah uh mostly al jazeera yeah that's what i thought um it seems to be the best sort of world politicky thing like everyone thinks it's a bunch of terrorists telling us what to do but realistically it's pretty good solid news they round it all up really quickly they don't yeah. dilly dally with sort of bs that we don't need to worry about and 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 then they get me all worked up about like wars all over the planet and right. like you know the the impending uh climate crisis and all these things so i uh i go skiing oh my gosh okay <laughs> number six that was heated number six book or netflix <laughs> yeah you love to read don't you I like to read comic books. There you go. I like to read comics. I like things with pictures. I like things with art. I don't want to be a, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's definitely uh, comics or television. Okay. Yeah. What are you watching on TV right now? Oh, Everyone, see, see. No, I just, I just finished up again the Star Wars Rebels. 
because now the Ahsoka thing is coming out. And so I'm trying to like re get my Star Wars history uh, back to snuff. Okay. You are a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Huge. Star Trek, sci-fi, things like that. Okay. Number seven, name one thing you've learned the hard way. <laughs> when I had um, Bo on, he was like everything. And so you decided to be like everything. I feel like you learn everything the hard way. But I anything, don't know. Anything come to mind? Have you learned anything the hard way? No, it's all been pretty easy, actually. You fished on a boat for three months. Did you learn anything the hard way that doing that? No, my captain was one of my best friends. So he was like, no, this is chill. Just do this. Just do that. Pull the fish in, you know. I learned I learned that like I didn't want to go fishing anymore. There you go. But I don't think it was the hard way by no. going fishing. Like it was really a lot of fun. Okay. Like what about if you're like building a fort in the woods? Did you learn anything the hard way doing that? No, we were all pretty well thought out. Oh my god, you're a planner. So well, you're saying you're a planner. Yeah, yeah, you, you foresee the the progress of the um yeah, the situation, whatever you're trying to do. And it's like you kind of try to mitigate things before they happen and 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 also be able to change the plan while it's while it's in motion. Adaptability. So Adapt- there, has anything been hard? Nope. I know what was hard. Well, maybe oh, tell me. for me. What that day that we went skiing and I was like still concussed. Oh. And then you he was like, Did I just ruin Christmas? I'm like, Yeah, you did just ruin Christmas. Well, I feel like that was harder for you. Yeah, but you didn't learn anything from that? Don't go snowboarding with my sister. Yeah, there we go. So in you might notice in the intro, I said, when he lets me snowboard with that's him. That's not the case. You're more than welcome to come snowboarding <laughs> whenever you like. It's just up to you. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, uh, you come. Come snowboarding. Let's go. We're fine here. Okay. Number eight, what's your favorite sport? Oh, it's difficult. I, it's going to be skiing, I suppose. Right. And today, wait, what's the date today? I don't know. Mark. What we are August twenty eighth, so it's summer right now, and you love swimming and stuff like that. Oh, I spend a lot of time swimming, swimming in rivers. Yeah. Okay, but skiing trumps all. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. If that's you could thing. ski year round, would you do that? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, and I would crush that uh, the that record for vertical, no problem. Oh my gosh, I do want to talk about that. Okay. Number nine, lake or mountains. Kind of fitting for the last little second we've been talking. I would go, it's so difficult. Like we live in Whistler, so there's lakes and there's mountains. And it depends on what time of year it is. But (laughs) I did get a, like a twilight bark pass this year so that I could go up the mountain. There you go. And it's basically just to go up the mountain. I hate biking. You could hurt yourself very badly. (laughs) Mountain biking, public service announcement. Be very careful when you're biking if you want to ski in the wintertime. Um, right. Well, yeah. So wait, oh. have you been taking it mellow on the mountain? Oh, I don't. I, I go slower than any. I got children, <laughs> little three-year-old children passing me on the <laughs> 100%. I'm the slowest person on the mountain in the summer, 100%. You're saving yourself for skiing. Well, I'm not screwing that up. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So both. Well, yeah, sorry. That was back no, that's to the o- That's okay because Robin Van Jin was on. She's like, absolutely not. I will not. Both, all of the above. Mm-hmm. I think I made her choose like snowboarding, surfing, or skateboarding, or something like that. She's like, none of all of them, all of them. But yeah, well, and then it's, it's okay also like the that. ocean too, right? Like there, there's that thing. It's out there. I know. I didn't add that into the question. You're that going. would have been three different things, and we would have been going forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Number ten, the last one of the rapid fire that is never rapid. 
What is one core memory from your childhood in Whistler? <laughs> Do you remember your childhood in Whistler? <laughs> My childhood in Whistler. Well, I don't know. I mean, and what's a core memory? Like we always, we, you know, taking the bus to Pemberton was kind of a crazy thing. <laughs> I mean, that's if we're going to go to childhood, that's the awesome. bus to Pemberton to go to high school. Okay. So I never took that bus. Well, I know. But you missed out on a, on a lot of excitement and fun times. Pete did talk about that bus. The bus ride was as the well. best. Oh gosh, what happened on the bus that made it so exciting? What time did you get picked up in the morning? Well, like seven thirty or something. Hmm. Seven thirty, and then they would you would take forty five minutes to get to Pemberton. Yeah, with like ten minute drive away. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it take? Oh, because you had to pick everyone else up. Well, no, we were way. in Alpine, so we were like one of the last stops. So why did it take forty five minutes? The bus drivers slow. They want all their It's money. a bus, a big bus. That's fair. Yeah, busing all the kids to Pemberton. Maybe that's a core childhood memory. But we only did that for a year. Yeah, and then and then we were just let loose on Whistler whenever we wanted. Look, trouble. Now there's fences up everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that was yeah. Like... They're fencing the kids into the high school now. <laughs> they are. Well, you kind of got it in this town, I think. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you for doing the rapid fire. That's never rapid. I mm. feel like. I learned more about you. And I also think that our listeners and viewers learned more about maybe our relationship because I haven't seen you pretty much all summer. And we do live in the same town. And mm. it's a small town, but we don't always see each other. It's incredible how you can live in this town and never actually see like people like yeah, people that have lived in this town for the equal amount of time as you. And then you're like, well, so how long have you been here? Nice to meet you. They're like, well, I've been here for 20 years. You're like, what? I know. Where have you been? I know. I don't know how, how that have we works? not known each other. Anyways, you live in most mostly people don't stay here that long anyways <laughs> that is this is very true this is very true um okay so for our listeners we moved here full-time in 1995 and i was 12 so you were 14 i think i was 15 15 sorry it's okay. doing the math real real well it was nice math thanks thanks yeah no you're I'm younger older than you. everyone thinks that you're younger than me though <laughs> Which is also funny. Um, we, our parents moved out here. My dad retired, and um, we've been out here. And Philip, honestly, has been on the mountain pretty much the whole time. Yeah. And as I've said before, I've had my parents on the podcast. They're Whistler people. I currently live at the base of Blackcomb area, so I am the black sheep, and I do go on Blackcomb um, every now and then because yeah. it's closer and easier. Yeah. But Whistler is like. Is there anything about just being on Whistler Mountain? For me personally, I get on the mountain and I'm like, oh yeah, this feels good. This feels home. And then I go on Black Home and I'm like, this is, it's fine. It's huge. It's a huge mountain and I like it. It's a very strange place. I get like a better feeling when I'm on Whistler. The feng shui. I always, I always make it like the feng shui is just off. It's not like angling the right direction. None of the lifts go the right way. I mean, they all go up. That's good. They figured (laughs) that out. But, you know, it's like the whole thing just feels a little weird. Like that that misplaced cup on your coffee table or something like that. (laughs) And then Whistler, you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like everyone's happy. There's birds flying around, bunny rabbits. (laughs) Naked women giving out free money. This is not true. Don't listen to him. (laughs) No, that happens on Black (laughs) okay so when we were when we were kids i one of my core memories of us being together was um in a restaurant that no longer exists anymore and i don't know why this is a core memory maybe you could tell me but um there is now a sushi restaurant in place of it and we would i don't know why but we would go to a and w and hang out in a and w oh because they had two can dine for 7.99 oh what 
two can dine for seven ninety nine. <laughs> We went there. <laughs> no, because it's the only place. Well, like honestly, you could get two condined for seven ninety nine, okay. which is a pretty good deal. Yeah. Teen burger combo. <laughs> and then, um, basically, it was the only place you could go and sit, and like you could buy like a pop and hang out. Like you could just go and hang out. Like McDonald's is it now. Like everyone goes to McDonald's. All the kids just walk into McDonald's. They and don't buy out. nothing. They just go and sit down. That's hang okay. out, cause a muck. So that was kind of where we were at. Like okay. there was nowhere. There was no like bounce. There was no yeah. places to really go as a kid. So you would go to NW, meet all your friends. Okay. That is a core memory. And then for go, me. and then go cause weird. a bunch of shit in town. Climb on <laughs> roofs and stairwells and figure out how to get all over the place in the village. Because okay, because Whistler, like we were not of age to drink. So I remember like sitting in the village just people watching. Yeah. For like hours yeah. on end. Now we do that wall drinking. I know it's kind of even better. It's way better. <laughs> I like people. Like people too. Um, talking about climbing on roofs, I am assuming you're talking about the conference center. No, all, like all of them. What do you mean, all of them? Like all the hotels in the village, you would climb on all the roofs. Okay, yeah. so my brother it was a, and probably still is an avid tree climber. Mm, yeah. Like, how many bones did you break when growing up? No, only one. Your femur. Yeah, but that was skiing. Oh, that was skiing. But yeah. you've fallen out of a lot of trees, I remember. No, I haven't fallen out of a lot of trees. At Granny's, I thought you did. <laughs> Didn't you? No, no, no. Oh. No, I've never fallen out of a tree. Uh, really? Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Well, remember there was the, uh, what would they had the big air down, the Kokanee Big Air, whatever it was. Down at the base at, of Whistler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was that year that Browner, Browner, I think, won or came third or whatever Brown did. Okay. And he, I was up the tree. Uh, Because you get a better view of the whole jump when you're up the tree. And then everyone started throwing snowballs at me in the tree because I was like, I was making it go back and forth like this. And then everyone kind of noticed I was there. And then people started throwing snowballs. And then what you can do to get out of a tree really quickly if you're in the top is you just let go. And then the branch is kind of like, you can kind of, and then you grab on real quick. So that's the only time I've only sort of fallen out of a tree, but I pretty much meant to do that, anyways. Um, I'm. I have no words. Hmm. <laughs> See, not many people can do that to Mercedes. <laughs> I didn't know these. There's like so many stories I don't know. Correct. Okay, tell me more. About what? <laughs> Growing up in Whistler. Well, well, no, they, 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 it doesn't work like that. It's, it's I know. Like, it's well, Mike Janik, Mike Janik on, on his um, episode said that he, um, when the Nordic Bridge, a pedestrian bridge got put in, he and a crew decided to drive a car over it. It's like a so small be a very bridge. small car, wouldn't I it? I think it was a small car. Like one of those one-cylinder Delica things. I have no idea. I, have, I can't remember. Well, anyways, he's he, Janik's a magical person. <laughs> magical <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, we'll go with magic. I love, it. I love it. What do you do when you see all the tourists driving on our valley trail, which is a pedestrian walkway, and people uh, get I lost? I love it. I give them, I give them directions to keep to Lost Lake and things like that. <laughs> just keep going. Just keep going. Don't mind the, the yellow line in, that's in the middle of your car. That's just you know, this is a single carriageway. It's the same as England. You just don't just keep looking over the hedge and make sure you don't have anyone coming on on tra- oncoming traffic. Oh man. Okay. I also have a lot of memories of us. Um, when we weren't living here, we would come out here every Christmas and spring break. Mm. And um, we'd have so many amazing families that would come out with us. But we would like 
have our ski mornings and then we would come down into the village and have like these really amazing lunches and then we'd go back up the hill and get all of our runs in like that was but that was also during your birthday when but we <laughs> always, March break. yeah no we'd always come out and it would my birthday's during march break march 15th the eyes of march yeah beware <laughs> um you said it. What winds up happening is, and then like, you know, we'd leave Toronto and come here and there would be none of my friends really here. Yeah. And so we would always have mom and mom and dad would have all the friends that we had left when we originally lived in Vancouver. So everyone would come over for a big like lasagna. Yeah, love a good lasagna. Slash Phil's birthday party. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty awesome. Like I've always had my birthday party with like people that are clearly, I don't know, 30 years older than me. Yeah. It's always nice. Yeah. But yeah, no, those lunches were great. Zitskis was at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah, nice Greek restaurant. We'd always go in there. Was it Greek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So fun. Yeah. Um, lasagna parties. We <laughs> this is so funny. We would we, yeah, we'd have yours as a lasagna party. And then for Christmas, when we moved out here, mom and dad would put on like a massive lasagna party and like fill the house with friends. Yeah. That's a pretty core memory. I kind of forgot about that. It's the best way to do it. And and then that was the only time we ever actually got to see everyone. Everyone, We don't do it anymore. And we still, we don't see anyone. But that's when everyone, like a lot more people were still in town. Like coming up the All the kind of parents have left and gone off to Bowen or gone to the Sunshine Coast. Or yeah, that's right. (laughs) Everyone seems to be, they're not around as much anymore. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. No, lots of, lots of cool parties we had growing up. Lucky. Really lucky. Yeah. Um, Feet and I were talking about how, like, I put on, you talked about the fam jam and and he did the horror fest and it's always like the next generation coming up with fun event ideas, but Mm. it's getting a bit more challenging in town with all of the businesses. But that's something I think that we need to keep going. The renegade stuff. We're like, like. Rogue. Go rogue. I go rogue. Yeah, just like make it happen. Don't really ask for permission. Just do it. Have fun. (laughs) totally totally or they're gonna say no or they're gonna say you can't do that you can't do this it's like well let's just go we'll just make ask for forgiveness i mean or if they even notice that's true they're all too busy um what about what else in whistler so you were in pemberton for one year of high school then graduated from whistler secondary school yeah did you actually go to school often well no well yes like, I had an excuse no, I was snowboarding. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, that's your excuse. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> no, I had it all figured out because they had the skier program, right? They had the skier program. Mm-hmm. So it was a quarterly system. Yeah. So my last year, I was supposed to graduate. I was kind of like preparing for college, right? And I'm going to go to college. And and Did you really think you were going to go to college? Uh, debatable. Okay. Um... <laughs> I felt I shouldn't go to college unless I was going to go to college for like a reason. Like there's no point in spending the money That's unless the I know what I want to do. Yeah. And, and, and then I'll just, I'll get the learning. Anyways, they had the quarter system. So I wound up convincing mom and dad that like, I'm, I'm going to like, ha- they're not offering the courses that I need in order to get the grades in order to get into, <laughs> into college. So what I'm going to have to do is, is, is make which up, actually make up does some, happen w- that oh, does 100%. happen 100% yeah no no okay and and sulkers was like no you don't want to take geography 
He told you. And I'm not throwing Sulkers under the bus, but like he basically he's like, he didn't want to teach you. Don't take geography. (laughs) Don't be in my class. You're not going to do very well at this. He told me that. He told me that with English. Well, but he was good. He said, you do well at English. Don't worry. Oh, dear. Oh, look at us. And so anyways, I took the I took the middle terms off. Like I we we had like you went to school from September till like November or something. And then and then there was like two more. So you were you were a skier. Yeah, I was on the ski program. (laughs) My ski program. Wait, so did you get to go up the mountain the whole time? Yeah. While I was away? While you, well, where, was, who knows where you were. Young. Yeah, I was no, I was young. skiing. I was, so I took, I, and then I went back the next year. So I had the, the first term I took and then the last term I took. Yeah. And then the next year, it was really funny. They only offered the courses I needed during the first term and the last term that I had to make up. And that was after you were supposed to graduate. Yeah. So Caveat. I, so, so graduation year, I spent the whole winter skiing and then I went back to make up my, my year that the, my two courses or whatever, two Which quarters that I Which is actually a missed. good thing because And if then you... I went skiing the whole time. So I spent my last two years of skiing, high school skiing. But it's, it's kind of smart because I also didn't graduate on time and because we had granny's funeral. So I missed one exam right. and then I went back to school and did the similar thing but the first quarter i got a couple more courses under my belt right but found out that if you had graduated you have to pay to go to school oh really yeah yeah so so you did it right you did it you went to school for free you're welcome well i had two proms I had two two grads. I, had, I got to graduate with like all my buddies that were in a younger year. Yeah. Got, oh like, my I, gosh! I, I, I went to your grad. Yeah. Up in the party in the gravel pit. That's right. Is that like okay? I don't really talk to other people about what their prom parties were, but like a gravel pit is that like a normal or is that like a Whistler thing? No, you could go there and drink. It was like no, we I know, weren't... I know that, but like if you think of anyone else, like from Vancouver or whatever, like are they going to a gravel pit? Well, they probably got some sort of conference center or a cruise ship or something <laughs> they're going on to as city people and their business. You know? Yeah, what do you Whistler kids do? <laughs> oh, we go hang out in a gravel pit. pit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, climb the it gravel. It seems so pit. normal. Yeah. Well, it is. Yeah, put them all in a an area over here where they can't get too much trouble. And if everyone starts vomiting, it'll just like, you know. It's in the gravel. It's in the gravel. Because <laughs> it was a lot of underage drinking. It I mean, was so it was much. condoned. The parents told us it was fine. Oh, my gosh. Mom and dad <laughs> drove me home from one of them and I pretended not to be drunk. And I talked the whole way home. Really? And my I... parents were like, well, that was a tell. Because I guess I didn't talk for a while. Right. <laughs> right. I had no. the years where I didn't talk. I think mom and dad are way smarter than we let than we think they are. Everyone's parents are. <laughs> now that I'm like 39, I'm like, oh, they do know what they're talking about. Yeah. When you're like 15, you're like, you don't know anything. They know. Right. They know everything. They know absolutely. Everything. They do. And they're doing it right. I'm so glad they they brought us to Whistler. Well, I do love them. I love them too. Yeah, that's nice. That is nice. We should let them know more often. Yeah, we should. Well, we're about to have lunch with them, so. Well, we'll be really nice. We'll tell them okay. that we love them. Well, hugs. Anything else from growing up in Whistler, Philip, that you want to touch on that people should know? It's a great place. It's a really great place. And if you're lucky enough to be here and you're lucky enough to grow up here, yeah. you miss out on a whole bunch of crap in life that you probably could miss out on. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff, I think, you know, because 
like I was 15 when we left Toronto. So there was a bunch of stuff going on, like when you're 15, mm-hmm. that all of a sudden you come here and it's like you, you grow up really quickly in a city. I find like you kind of got to. Mm-hmm. And then if you come here, you don't really have to grow up at all. I did say that your initials are Pan and you're kind of like Peter Pan. This is a bus beside the point. Building forts in the woods. This is, <laughs> this is beside <laughs> the point. <laughs> you got to keep busy and active, right? I mean, we're all like, I mean, I look at some of my friends and they, they look pretty out of shape. But where are they? Well, they're living in the city or something. Working. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. and, and anyway, so I had a friend tell me the other day, he's like, well, I'm going to come, we're going to come skiing. You know, let's do some skiing this winter. I said, well, you better start lunging now. I mean, you're not wrong. No, like lunge, lunge everywhere. That's, that's one thing that um, when I have clients in the Ride with Olympian program on uh, Whistler and Blackcomb, and they're from not anywhere with big, long hills. Yeah. Because we, we have the longest hills in North America, I'm pretty well, we, sure. What are you going to do about that, like, do your lunges. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> your legs are going to be burning. Well, that's it. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, well, every time I see you, you walk in, <laughs> your face is red. You're sweating. And you're telling me how tired you are. <laughs> what, what part of that is fine? Like, you, you, yeah. Well, I'll be fine. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm more worried about you. Like, <laughs> if you want to end up looking like that at the end of every run, like, let's go skiing all day long. Okay. What do you do to prepare for the season? Whoa, nothing. <laughs> everyone to do lunges yeah they should do lunges me i don't need to do lunges i'm fine i'm fine yeah you don't go to the gym no. you hike a lot and you swim a lot yeah 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 swimming oh i've been doing paddle boarding this year that's kind of exciting oh like more paddle boarding but down rivers and things like that too i know some uh, friend wants to go down the fitzsimmons river no i don't know about that it seems ridiculous that seems a bit quick it's it's shallow shallow and quick and uh, I, freezing yeah, yeah i don't know Anyways, um, okay, so preseason, you do nothing. We go and, I we go to go, the gym. We go and um, become lumberjacks on the mountain. So right. we, do, we do do a bunch of little hikes and stuff like that. But realistically, it's... it's. I know, but it's I think you're not consistent... thinking about it. I think you're not thinking about all the things that you do that are actually keeping your legs fit. <laughs> well, like all these things that I, that I was doing that I realized are now jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't notice because we're always doing stuff. Like we're always yeah. biking, we're always walking, we're always doing this, we're always swimming, yeah. building rope swings, rope swing, like all this stuff. Like yeah. it's like nonstop. And I think that's good because it's everything you enjoy doing. Yeah. So it's not like it's like, well, I gotta go to the gym. No, and it's oh. like work. It's like work too. So you're not going on any treadmills. <laughs> I know, but people go on treadmills. I get that. They're I do. Just go I do in walk. the winter. Just I do go for a walk. Well, you're not wrong. Good advice. No, Stairmaster. Let me just go climb some stairs. <laughs> We're not but judgmental at all. Imagine, definitely, definitely. imagine, imagine <laughs> us having a beer in the village, just looking and people watching. We're that, not. We're not judgmental at lunge. all. We're not judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> no, observant. There's a fine line between judgmental and observant. Facts. I have no, no. There's no judgment behind my observance. Okay. I'm not like thinking you're less of a human because you haven't done your lunges no 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 no. i just think you should do lunges you're more want to help someone but like walk lunges like you just walk everywhere you're not just like stationary lunges <laughs> it's like if you're going to the supermarket <laughs> lunge the whole way there i'd like to see you do this first me no i don't have to this is the whole point i'm good <laughs> no i'm not doing that i'll be fine <laughs> Oh dear! You just ski. I don't know if you if you're skiing yeah, all the see, time. Yeah, but it takes like for me, it takes like three days to get my snowboard legs well, like, good. No, 
no. You don't have that problem. Oh, you got to look. It's just unbelievable. Oh, you're just a the thing. specimen. Yeah, <laughs> but dad even says when when dad used to ski he was like it takes me like i want a good three days on the peak to creek to get my legs going there is that burn at the beginning of the season no not for you you're just a magical unicorn like like janic you he's magical you're magical i bet you he i bet you his legs don't burn either we got our own magic all right i feel everything there yeah. that's what that's where we're at oh my gosh well, you're you know you're getting older I am. And I am fine with it, but I'm still younger than you. Yeah. This was my 40th year having a pass to the mountain. Oh, because you started when you were three. Two. Two. Oh. I thought that was a pretty good. Oh, that is pretty good. I thought so. Well, here's to 40 more. Well, yeah, exactly. I think you are going to be like that old guy, just never not on the mountain. I feel like it's a, a yeah. goal. You do. You are pretty good at keeping to your goals, which is yeah. something that runs in the family. Yeah, that's what they said. That's what Gord said. He said, you don't set any goals. That's the problem, Phil. You don't set any goals. I said, fine, I'll ski 150 days this year. He said, I don't think that's exactly what I meant by setting goals, Phil. Said, well, it's done now. I'm too late. It is a goal, though. <laughs> yeah. Did you surpass that one? How many days are, is the mountain open? 195. And you skied 195. Oh, I thought you said 150. Sorry. No, no, that was the first. That was what started it all. It was you do 150, and so so I set that. The goal. first year you started to set goals. Yeah. Okay. And so then, so then I got to I did like 165 that year. Yeah. And then I felt like you should increase your goals, right? You want to set higher goals to raise the bar every year. So you so went for one. Like, wait, you went for 150. You did 165. Yeah, and then I and then I decided I needed to uh, increase my goals by 15. percent So I was <laughs> aiming for whatever 15 percent on top of 165 would be. I what didn't do it? the math. Um, <laughs> we just started, and then I, and then I just basically skied every day. And then I've just done that for a number of years. That's 247 days is how many. No, I don't think that's right. 188, 188 yeah. days. So I crushed it. I'm just crushing goals left, right, and center. <clears throat> You're surpassing them. Yeah. Um, I did. We we You did touch on the vertical um, <clears throat> in the beginning. Yeah. Can you tell the listeners about this vertical contest that happened on Whistler and Blackcomb. Yeah. So they came out with an app and it was tracking your, your, every time you took a lift, it would track your, how many vertical feet that lift was. Yeah. And it was kind of cool. They had all these different badges. You could ski all the lifts on a mountain in a day. You could we do. We did that. Yeah, I did that. I did you that. did that a couple of times. I did that a couple of times that and then once. they weren't giving me my badges and I had to call them and say, what's going on? And your badges aren't updating. And they were like, well, we didn't think anyone would do it more than <laughs> I started doing tours like we could do this by noon yeah it's a strategic thing to do okay yeah, let's, yeah. Let's... so they made skiing like like kind of like a weird little video game on the app and yeah, really you were trying that. to do this like ski Everest every day and then all of a sudden they came out with a leaderboard yeah what year was that well, I, I think know. I have the newspaper Four clipping still it was, uh, uh, and then the, the leaderboard came out and it was like you knew what everyone else's vertical was. And then all of a sudden there was like, oh, we're going to give a free pass yeah. to whoever wins. Yeah, I love that. So I was like, Giddy cool. Up. So the leaderboard came live. <clears throat> I think it was like the beginning of March. And yeah. I was 33rd. I was 33rd on the leaderboard at that point in time. Yeah. Just a couple months left of the mountain With open. like, Yeah, there was nothing left. Yeah. But you were strategic about it. 
yeah, I did like garbanzo. I just did. I did. The, I did. The max I did was 42 garbanzos and then one Creekside to get to garbanzo. I was doing like a, uh, an average of like a 10 minute laps, 11 minute laps. Okay. And it takes like eight minutes to get up the chairlift. Right. I was I was at the point where I was going to try and figure out how I could sneak up with the racer kids from the village up fits so that I could get like 47, like I could get two more Mm. like garbos. Anyways, um, it got ludicrous. Like it got absolutely ludicrous. People were trying to figure out who people were. Everyone wanted to know who Vertbag was. Was she like a, and it turns out it was a she. She does exist. I've met them all. We're all good friends. Yeah. And then there's Frank the Tank, who was a, he was like an 86 year old uh, ex fire chief from Vancouver. Yeah. And then, and so those two were like number one and number two the whole time. Yeah. And I was 33. Yeah. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. And I went up this list. Yeah. And they started getting really freaked out. Nervous. And she was a black home. Vert Bag was black home. Yeah. And she was actually like on the app all the time, like all day long, like trying to figure out who you like, are, well, who I was, okay. what what everyone else is doing, like, or where you were going. Yeah, it I, wouldn't tell you where you were going; it would just put in your vertical. No, no. And then I would, I, I wound up, um, I would go to work every day at three o'clock. Yeah. So that's so an extra hour they have. They have an extra hour on the mountain, and I wouldn't check my vertical or my stats until like you know, like a couple hours into work. Right. Cause like, I just didn't, you and know, she's it, on it fine. the whole time. Bless her and heart. here I am going ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. And all of a sudden I'm like in the Garbo lineup and I hear Phil and I turn around and there's nobody there. There's nobody there. Okay. And it turns out it was her. She came over from Blackham. It turns like later we found, we all figured it out. What was, and there's the three of us that were kind of just crushing it. And there was yeah. like the people behind us that were like really mad. Like one of the ladies called the ski patrol on me. For going too fast. Too fast. In your leather jacket and sunglasses. So the ski patrol came. The ski patrol came. Oh, I the remember next, that. The next morning. The next morning, yeah, the ski yeah, patrol, yeah, yeah, like, because yeah. they figured out what lift I was doing. This is when Whistler had closed. Close. So we were all yeah. doing accelerator. If you want to know, you can do more vertical on accelerator than you can on solar coaster. But that's all irrelevant at this point in time. Doesn't Yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> Pretty sure that's where rock and roll is. <laughs> um, and so I had the, I had the ski patrol behind me. And he's like, I got him. I got him. He's on the lift. He's, we're on like chair, da, 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 da. And I'm going up the lift like, what is going on? Like, why won't this guy just talk to me? Because right. I'd blown past him the day before. Right. And he's the same angry guy. Yeah. I get to the top of the lift. And there's the other ski patrol, the head of Blackcomb Ski Patrol. Yeah. And the guy's behind me and he gets off. This is him. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, look, guys, what's going on? Like, what, what are you guys doing? I'm supposed to be skiing here. Yeah. You know, and they're like, look, you're, you're, you're a bad influence. First of all, I was like, are you kidding me? I like, I'm crushing it. You guys should be giving a medal. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, and I was like, so tell me when I went, tell me when I um, was going over like a a blind roller. Tell me when I stopped and did this. Tell me, like, I was just spurting the the skiers responsibility code at them. And they're like, well, you haven't broken any of these rules. And I'm like, so do I need to be here? Right. Right. And they're like, well, the, well, Frank is skiing really fast now, you know, Frank, the tank tank, and he's trying to keep up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then there was times when the chairlift would stop and they'd be on the chairlift. Like, damn it. Phil's getting ahead of us. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, anyways, I made it to third long story short. I made it to third place. I'm not exactly sure how many vertical millions of vertical. I think it's one 
1.6 million meters or something like that? That you did in the year? In three months. Yeah. Nuts. Could I ski all year? Side note. Um, it's funny that the Black Ohm Ski Patrol got at you because our mom used to work for Whistler Ski Patrol yeah. as dispatch. So, like, already we're in a feud with the Black Ohm people. No, not really, but, like, yeah. we prefer Whistler. But, I, but, I, but then I called Gord. I called Gord, who was head of Ski Patrol at that Safe. point in time. Oh, safety. Mountain Safety. Sorry, yeah. Mountain Safety. That's right. Because you On also Whistler. worked for On Whistler. Whistler. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never told anyone to slow down once, don't worry. For Mountain Safety yeah. when you worked there Yeah. for a moment. Two years. A brief moment. Two years time. of Wednesdays standing at a sign. <laughs> so you reached out to Gord. Oh, yeah. Reach out to Gord. And I'm like, look, Gord, I just got stopped by the by the guys. Patrol, they're yeah. telling me that they can ban my past. Like they're gonna they he was like because it was like good cop, bad cop. I mean the story is longer than I'm but like yeah. bad cop was like, We're gonna watch you. And if you and if we figure out you're skiing way too fast from your times like they were going to check my past times when i was scanning oh. and they were like if you're skiing too fast we're gonna get you and i'm like whatever buddy like cool so i was kind of worried about that so i called gordon i was like gord can, they do, can they do this and he's like let me get back to you so gord called the head guy over at black Oak, yeah mountain safety yeah and mountain safety was like no no we know exactly what phil's up to he's killing it like he's doing just great don't worry about phil at all and <laughs> And Gord's like, if anything happens, just call me and we'll make sure you don't get blacklisted. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So I did start this whole episode by saying that he is the fastest skier I know on the hill. And that still stands true. And sometimes if you are coming at Wizard Black Home in the springtime, you will see him in a baby blue leather jacket and sunglasses yeah. with no hat, just his golden locks blowing yeah. in the in the wind. <laughs> it's like driving in a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> you may also see him in his convertible. <laughs> what year is it? A LeBaron? 95. 1995. Oh, that's a good year. That's why I moved here. Yeah. Huh. I never knew that. Um, Philip, thank you so much for dropping in today. Anything else that you would like the listeners and viewers to know? I just want everyone to know how much I love my sister <laughs> and how important she is to me in my life. And the, the rock that she is, she's never not there when I need her. And I just think she's wonderful. All the accomplishments she's done in her in her life, all the traveling, all the sacrifices she's made are absolutely unbelievable. And I think the world of you. Thank you. Are you being serious? I just made it up off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Nickel family, yeah, everyone. Serious. Of course I'm being serious. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you so much for dropping in today you can find everything you want to know about dropping in with mercedes at droppinginwithmercedes.com don't forget to subscribe on apple spotify and youtube thanks dj kenosis for the music and my mom for the intro voice The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.